Hello everyone, welcome to Knox Bedtime Stories. I'm your friend Joey, here with another episode to help you relax, feel safe, and fall asleep. It is 1am here, and I hope you had a great day, with as little stress as possible. If you're new to the podcast, welcome to the Knox family. I hope I'm able to bring you some calm, comfort, and a good night's sleep. When you get into bed tonight, say to yourself, my bedroom is a place of peace and relaxation. When I enter this room and crawl into bed at night, today's thoughts naturally begin to soften. My burden lightens and sleep is coming. No anxiety, no irritation, yesterday is over, and let tomorrow worry for itself. Right now, nothing exists except you, me, this beautiful fireplace, and the warm safe bed, couch, or floor you're laying on. Tonight, I have part two of Eva's adventures in Shadowland. I never put out two episodes in a week, but I'm trying hard to find new listeners to help. And to hopefully gain more Patreon support so I can continue doing the show. Hosting fees are due soon, and I can't afford them much longer. So, if you find the show calms you and helps you get a good night's sleep, you can become a patron for as little as a dollar a month. There are various tiers and rewards, so please consider helping keep the show going. If you're one of the 50,000 people who enjoy the show, please consider giving me a 5-star review on iTunes. Definitely consider becoming a Patreon supporter by going to KnoxBedtimeStories.com and clicking on the Patreon link or Patreon.com forward slash KnoxBedtimeStories. First, let's get to some good news. Despite what TV and social media will tell you, there's always lots of good news. Tonight's news story is titled, Eight-Year-Old Hero Receives Thank You Video from John Cena. A few weeks ago, Jackson Dempsey, eight, noticed his 20-month-old sister was choking on a chicken nugget while his dad was driving. We were driving to my haircut, and I noticed she was starting to choke from a chicken nugget from McDonald's. I told my dad to pull over. Then... I was starting to pat her on the back, and it got out, Jackson told WNEP. Jackson credits knowing what to do from a TV show. It's called The Substitutes on Nickelodeon, and in the very first episode, John Cena was on it. And in the last part, he showed how to save someone when they're choking, said Jackson. Yesterday, he received a thank you video from Cena. Hey Jackson, this is 16-time WWE champ and peacemaker John Cena saying hello. Now, I heard a story about you and it really touched my heart. A story that, in a time of crisis, you were brave enough to take action. Doing so, you saved your little sister's life. I wanted to commend you because the actions of a true hero are those who do act in a time of crisis. Usually, when bad things happen, one of the toughest things for all of us to do is to take action. 
You jumped right in and helped out the best you could. Doing so, you saved your sister's life. I really want to say thank you for being you, Jackson. Thank you for being an inspiration. Thank you from all of us, Cena said. That's why everybody loves John Cena. He can do no wrong. Alright, let's get to tonight's story. Eva's Adventures in Shadowland Part 2. Set to sleep-inducing music in this beautiful fireplace. If you're not already laying down, please do so in whatever way is comfortable. And let's begin. The Gift of the Fountain I have said that Eva wondered at nothing, which came to pass in this land through which she was wandering. Nothing surprised her, but the most singular occurrences appeared natural, and so it did not seem at all strange to her that the path in the brook should be swallowed up, as it were, by the dark, hungry, impenetrable forest and it was almost with a feeling of pleasure at the change that after the one hurried glance she gave to the path by which she had come, and which was now no longer to be seen, that she went still holding the little stick in her hand, up the opening between the trees to the beautiful fountain. And as she drew near, the bright waters of the fountain played higher and higher, and sparkled and glistened in the golden beauty, and rainbows of many colors surrounded it, so that Eva longed to dip her hands in its joyous flow, while the waters as they fell tinkled merrily like silvery fairy bells, and she came nearer and nearer, thinking she had never heard such sweet music as this water made, till she was within a few feet of the fountain, but when there, she paused. For out of the earth, all round and even under the dropping spray in the falling waters, sprang myriads of little rainbow-colored flames, which danced to and fro among under the water drops, like a circle of tiny fury sentinels guarding the fountain. And Eva, afraid to cross this little circle of flames, for which she was unprepared, would not have ventured nearer, but that at this very moment the little stick which she had held in her hand and pointed downward, and then Eva saw that it pointed to a little path, like that by which she had come, which ran around the fountain, and the child followed the path, until she had walked once, twice, thrice around the playing waters, and yet, though she looked for it, found no spot where the little flame sentinels, like faithful soldiers on duty, would permit her to pass. And then she would have turned away from the beautiful water. Her foot, indeed, had left the path, when she heard a voice even sweeter and more silvery than the voice of the brook, coming from the very midst of the fountain and saying, Eva, Eva, have no fear, to the fountain's brink come near. And hearing these words, Eva stood still in surprise, yet without obeying them. But after a moment's pause, the voice repeated the words. Then, 
For the first time since her wanderings had begun, Eva spoke, and her voice sounded strange in her own ears, low though it was. How can I cross the fire? A little low melodious laugh, like that of a married child, answered her, and when Eva looked to see whence it came, she saw that the little knot upon the end of her cane was a real head, that the lips were laughing, and that from the queer eyes came two funny little blue flames. And as Eva looked at it, very much tempted to throw it away, the head laughed again, and then the lips parted and said, Flames like these of shadow birth may not harm a child of earth. Then the voice was silent. But a thousand rainbow-colored bubbles glowed at once, all over the waters of the fountain, and on each bubble there stood and danced a tiny elf, clad in bright colors, shaped so light and airy that the frail supports never failed them, and the tiny flames grew brighter, and then, as Eva still hesitated fearing yet to come across them, the lips of the little head spoke once more. Neath thy step they will expire, fear not Eva, cross the fire. Hearing this, Eva stepped forward. As she did so, the little stick dropped or slipped from her hand, and rolling into the fountain, disappeared in its waters, and at every step she took, she saw that the little flames died away as the voice had said under her feet. So when she reached the fountain's brink, they were all gone, and no trace of them was left. As she looked at the waters, they seemed to become solid, and shape themselves into an image carved, as if it were out of pure shining gold, yet glowing with many colors. And then, slowly, slowly, with a sound like a distant music, the beautiful, wonderful thing began to sink into the earth. And Eva, her tiny hands clasped, her fair cheeks flushed, her soft blue eyes sparkling stood in silence and looked. And just as the magic fountain, which when the child first came up to it, had been so high that its waters played far above her head, had sunk so low that Eva had she wished, might have laid her hand upon its summit. She saw cradled as it were, on the very crest of what have been the golden water, a tiny figure not like one of the elves which had danced on the rainbow bubbles, but like a sleeping child which Eva thought at first was only a doll lying there in its green and scarlet velvet dress. And for a moment, the slow descending motion of the fountain stopped, and Eva heard these words in the same voice which had spoken before through the lips of the little head, though this time it came from the fountain. Take it, Eva, tis thy fate. See for thee the water's weight. Obedient to the voice, the child stretched forth her hand and as her slight fingers closed upon the little motionless form, a bright and dazzling crimson light seemed to flash everywhere, 
and the water, losing its solidity, began once more to gleam and sparkle, and to sink again into the earth, and in another moment it was gone. And in the place where the fountain had played, there was now a bed of soft green moss, through and around which was twined a vine, whose leaves were mingled with clusters of bright scarlet berries. Then, for the first time, she missed her little stick, and she looked for it, but it was nowhere to be found. And then, the sky grew dark as the glorious crimson light slowly faded away, and one by one stars peeped out from the sky, and Eva, still clasping the little figure which had come so strangely to her, to her heart lay down quietly upon the soft green moss, which seemed to have sprung up there expressly as a bed for her, and before many minutes had passed, she was asleep. But while she slept, there hovered over her two fair white forms, who looked at her and smiled, and then one of them whispered to the other in the silvery voice of the brook, The worst is over. No, the other replied. Although the boy is safe for a time, in the hands of his protector, his punishment is not yet over. Love must teach him obedience. That alone can appease and work out the will of fate. And we can do no more for him. We can only wait and hope. A moment later, and the two bright forms were gone and watched by the twinkling stars lulled by the low murmur of the gentle breeze playing among the trees of the great forest the fair child slept holding clasped to her innocent breast the helpless figure which had come to her as the gift of the fountain the first moonrise but sleep does not last forever And after a time, Ava awoke. And when she first sat up and looked around her, she could not understand for a moment how it could be that everything was so changed. Why, the brook should be gone and the voice silenced, the path no more to be seen, and how she could be sitting on this soft bed of velvety green moss with the little figure lying in her lap. Then, all at once, she remembered all that had happened the day before, and as she thought it over, like a pleasant yet indistinct dream, she recalled the two fair forms which had hovered over her sleep, faintly conscious of their presence, though unaware of the words which they had spoken. Whether they were real or only a dream, Eva did not know. She only recalled them mistily, for in this strange silent land through which she was wandering, she never knew what was real. It was all alike to her. And as nothing that happened astonished her, so never for one moment did her thoughts go back to the father and mother she had left, or to the little baby brother cooing in his cradle. It was as though they never had existed, so completely were they forgotten. The present, such as it was, 
had affected all memory of that past. Sitting on her soft mossy bed, still holding in her little hands, the motionless little figure which the fountain had left her, and which even knew, though how she knew she could not tell, was something to be cared for and guarded, as being more helpless than herself. Eva thought over all the adventures of the day before, and while she wondered what would come next, she wished she could once more hear the pleasant murmur of the brook, which had guided her for what purpose she knew not to this spot. Only a few moments had passed since the child awoke, when a low musical chime rang through the forest. It died away and then returned, and then came again and again, in tones so marvelously sweet, that Eva, who had just taken the little figure into her hands, dropped him into her lap, and pushed her long golden curls away from her face, the better to listen to the melody. Once more it came and once more died away in the silence. And then there was a low rushing sound, and far in the distance, Ava saw arise, as it were from out of the earth, among the trees, the tiny silver crescent of a young new moon. And as she looked at it, it rose higher and higher, and faster and faster, till it reached, in a few minutes, the very center of the sky, the child's blue eyes still following it, and when once there, it paused, and floated among the trees, gleaming clouds which surrounded it, like a little shining boat. With a sudden impulse, Ava bent down and kissed the little figure lying in her lap, and then she looked up at the crescent of the moon, as upon the face of an old friend, and she would have sat there longer watching it, but that all that at once, a little weak voice said, I am awake again, and there is my home. Then there came a hurried exclamation of surprise, and Ava looked down from the moon's crescent to see that the little figure, which she had taken from the crest of the fountain, had suddenly, as it were, been gifted by her kiss with life, motion, and speech, and that she was now standing in her lap evidently, as much astonished at seeing her as she was at the change which had come over him. But their mutual surprise did not last, for the little mannequin began to laugh as Eva's blue eyes grew larger and rounder, and when at last she asked, Who are you? He put his head to one side, in the most comical manner, taking off the plumed hat which he wore, he made her a very low bow. I know now who you are, he said. You are Eva, and you will have to take care of me. That is all you were sent here for. Eva laughed. Suppose I should not want to take care of such a little thing as you are. You will not have any choice in the matter. You cannot help yourself. Why? Because they have said it. 
I may not choose to do it. What is the use of talking, the boy went on, when you know that you will? And such were the answers that he persisted in giving to all her inquiries. You said you knew who I was, Eva went on. But how did you know it? They told me. Who were they? They led you here to me and for me. You must not ask so many questions. May I not even ask your name? You ought to know without my telling you. But as you don't, I will answer you. It is Aster. 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 Eva slowly repeated. It seemed to me that I have heard that name before. You never did was the somewhat sullen answer. For no one but myself has any right to it. You never did was the somewhat sullen answer. For no one but myself has any right to it. Yet I am very sure that I have heard it before at... Hush, hush. You must never say that here, said the miniature boy, climbing up on Eva's shoulders and laying his hand upon her lips. You know as well as I do that you never heard my name before. I thought I had, Eva said, looking lovingly at the little figure, nestling among her golden curls. But I now know that I never did. Still, I would like to know who you are. Are you a fairy? I am not a fairy, but you are all mine, Aster said gaily. But you must be careful with me and never lose me or else. What? I do not know. They are watching us. Who they were, Ava could not induce him to say. For even when he did try to explain... The words were all so confused that Eva could not understand at all what he meant, although he seemed to speak plainly, and the only thing that he could really learn from him was this, that she must not ask questions and that they were they. Which is all very strange to us, but it appears that Eva was at last satisfied because Aster seemed to think that she could understand it just as he did, and that nothing further need consequently he said on the subject. Thank you all for listening. If you enjoy the podcast and it helps you sleep and brightens your day, please consider becoming a patron of the show for as little as a dollar a month at KnoxBedtimeStories.com and click on the Patreon link or patreon.com forward slash Knox Bedtime Stories. There are various rewards and it ensures that the show will be here every Monday for a long time to come. I wish you all a good night's sleep and a happy peaceful life. Good night.